Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Women's Retirement Radio. It's Russ, your host, and today I want to talk about rebalancing your portfolio and your financial plan. As some of you might be familiar with the concept of portfolio rebalancing, in simple terms, if you have two or more investments in your portfolio, um, and they can be, uh, typically they're going to be in the same account. So it might be your 401k or an IRA or a brokerage account. Uh, but if you have two or more investments, and let's say you start with investment A, um, investment B, they both are um, a 50% weighting of your portfolio. So you own them in equal amounts uh, in the same account. Um, over time, investment A is either going to do better or worse than investment B on a relative basis. So that might be, that might be a result of uh, investment B going up higher or faster than investment A. Um, so investment A might hold its value, but maybe investment B goes up. So on a relative basis, investment A becomes less value, valuable. So maybe it drops to 45% of your portfolio and investment B goes up to 55%. Uh, the flip side is true. Let's say investment uh, B actually falls in value. Um, and investment A either stays the same or goes up. Um, in that case, it would have a larger percentage of your uh, portfolio than investment B uh, in that example. Um, and then if you add more than two investments, three, four, or more, um, the same thing holds true. It's, uh, it's basically looking at um, where did you start with your portfolio weightings versus where they are today. And virtually over any meaningful period of time, things will change. So if you start with an even balance, and it doesn't have to be 50-50, uh, uh, but if you start with a, um, uh, an allocation or a, an investment mix among your investments, over time that, that mix is going to change. And so this introduces the idea of portfolio rebalancing. So what you're doing is basically taking your portfolio today and moving back towards your original portfolio target or allocation. So let's say that today you have two investments, uh, investment A, investment B, um, and today they are um, weighted 60% investment A and 40% investment B. You originally started at 50% each uh, or 50-50. So you would, in concept, sell 10% of investment A um, and take that and invest that 10% in investment B. So you'd be moving from 60-40 to 50-50. Why would you do that? So some reasons uh, that we would consider doing that is A, um, that allows us to capture a relative profit in investment A in this example. So if investment A relative to investment B has gone up in value, um, and again, that could be because investment A went up, um, investment B went down, or a combination of the two. But if you rebalance and sell investment A in this example because it's gone up relevant to uh, investment B, you'd be taking profits, locking in, uh, and I'm, I'm using air quotes, but locking in profits in investment A and reinvesting those profits in a relatively um, cheaper asset class or investment in investment B. So it's a way to add some discipline to the idea of buying low and selling high. Now, we're not talking about wholesale changes. We're not talking about selling all of investment A uh, or investment B. Uh, we're just talking about some adjustments along the way to 
bring the portfolio mix back to the target. Uh, another reason that we would consider rebalancing the portfolio is to manage risk. If, for example, you started with a portfolio that had 50% in investment A and 50% in investment B, um, and that was driven by or arrived at through the process of developing a personal financial plan, there are certain risk characteristics um, and volatility expectations associated with a 50-50 portfolio. If over time the portfolio changes or drifts and is now 60-40 or 70-30, that's a very different portfolio than where you started. So that could introduce additional risks, uh, additional uncertainties, and that portfolio, um, as it moves away from the target, may or may not continue to support or sync up with your financial plan. You might be taking uh, more risk than you originally intended. You may be taking less risk than you originally intended. So by periodically and strategically rebalancing your investment portfolio, it's a risk management tool to make sure that we're not letting our portfolio and indirectly our financial plan drift too far off of course uh, and potentially wind up uh, causing us uh, some financial trouble or jeopardizing your financial future, whether that's related to your overall finances, your retirement, educating your children, or whatever the case may be. There are multiple ways to rebalance a portfolio. There are multiple um, strategies regarding the timing. Um, I'm not gonna get into all of that uh, today, uh, but just know that there is a lot more to this idea of rebalancing your portfolio. One, final note about your portfolio uh, and rebalancing it. I've mentioned a couple of times that we want to rebalance back to the target portfolio or the target allocation or the target asset mix. Um, and I've kept, I keep using the example of investment A and investment B. Um, that might be a bit of an oversimplification, but I can tell you that in many of my clients' portfolios, and in fact, in my own portfolio, um, I only have uh, three investments. So it, it does not need to be um, overly complex or complicated in order for this strategy to be effective. The point being um, is, how did you arrive at your initial target portfolio? Hopefully it was through the course of developing a personal financial plan where you took into account the whole of your financial picture and your uh, lifestyle, where you take into account assets, liabilities, uh, income, um, uh, future goals, uh, future expenses, things like your retirement, educating uh, children, grandchildren, uh, charitable giving, anything that, that's important to you, developing a, a holistic plan around that, um, I would argue is the best way to arrive at, at a portfolio um, and subsequently a portfolio mix that makes the most sense for you, as opposed to um, you know, just collecting a series of investments over time or uh, simply filling out a multiple choice questionnaire that's designed to help you figure out how much you should have in the stock market as an example. Um, so I, I think it makes sense to take a thoughtful planning-based approach to arriving at your target portfolio to begin with. And that, that does not mean, by the way, that your target portfolio can't change over time, and in fact it may. But the way I approach it and the way I would encourage you to approach it is to arrive at a target portfolio today um, and in the future through the context of a holistic personal financial plan. Which brings me to 
the next concept, which is much like your investment portfolio, we also need to periodically rebalance your financial plan. Uh, let's think of a simple example. So when talking about portfolio, uh, your portfolio earlier, we used an example of uh, two investments, investment A and investment B. In the context of your financial plan, let's focus on uh, two elements. Um, let's focus on um, retirement spending. So how much you can afford to spend uh, annually in retirement um, and your savings um, leading up to your retirement age. So um, much like we talked about the context of your portfolio, now we're talking about your financial plans. So we're not talking about investments, we're talking about uh, financial decisions and planning for future, future goals. So the future goal is how much you can afford to sustainably spend in retirement um, and the current expense or um, goal, if you will, is um, how much do you need to save in order to uh, be able to support the retirement lifestyle that that you want to uh, aspire to. So um, I'm not gonna associate any numbers with this because I'm not, I'm not using a, a specific uh, case study or a financial plan, I'm just talking in generalities. But let's say that um, in order to spend X uh, in retirement, you need to save Y um, each year leading up to your retirement age. So uh, again, in order to spend X dollars per year in retirement, uh, that's for the rest of your life, that's adjusted for inflation, that's after taxes, you need to save Y dollars per year each and every year leading up to your retirement age. What are things that could impact that, uh, those decisions or what are things that could perhaps create a need for us to make adjustments? Well, let's say that uh, for a variety of reasons, we might need to move your retirement age up two years. So again, I'm not associating any specific figures or ages or, uh, or numbers with this, but let's say that you had pl planned to retire at a certain point in the future. Now we need to move that up. You need to retire two years sooner than you originally had. Well, in order for you to retire sooner, but continue to spend the same X amount of dollars per year in retirement, that almost certainly means you're going to in need to increase your annual savings, the amount of uh, the Y. Um, the Y variable that we were using to uh, represent your annual savings leading up to retirement. Um, likewise, if you want or need to work a couple of years longer, um, that would mean that you would be able to save a couple of years longer. That would be two years longer uh, that you would be able to defer the need to rely on your savings and investments and that you might need to start taking Social Security or uh, initiate pension income. So in that scenario, if our retirement age was deferred by a couple of years, that would likely imply that in order to still spend X dollars per year in retirement, we could actually afford to reduce our annual savings as represented by the variable Y. So um, you can almost think of it in terms of a seesaw as X uh, goes up uh, because of timing or other factors, um, Y might actually, um, why, why might it actually uh, decrease uh, because you might be pushing retirement age further out into the future or whatever the case may be. Um, as uh, Y goes up, as your savings goes, goes up, um, that might also mean that you could uh, thereby uh, spend more in retirement should you want or need to. So again, this is focusing on two hypothetical variables in your financial plan. 
where it gets really interesting is when you we introduce additional variables like um, a spouse and uh, maybe he or she is working and they need to plan for their own retirement age and spending and savings. Um, add into the mix uh, college uh, or education savings for children or grandchildren. Um, add into the mix um, the timing uh, and election decisions that go around social security benefits or your pension or both. Uh, maybe there is a potential inheritance out on the future for you or your spouse uh, that we need to take into account. Maybe, um, maybe those same parents that you may anticipate inheritance from, maybe they're going to have a long-term care need where you or your family members are going to have to step up and help care for your aging parents or other family members as they deal with physical and or cognitive issues. Um, the list could go on and on, and, and the list is going to be driven by your very unique and um, personality-driven a lifestyle. The point being, um, financial planning, as I've said and written many times, is not a set it and forget it. It's not a one-time event. It's an ongoing process, and that's where the value uh, really comes out of financial planning is uh, by regularly reviewing, updating, uh, and adjusting your financial plan, much like we talked about regularly reviewing, updating, and rebalancing your portfolio. And with regard to your financial plan, it works much the same way, although there can often be um, a host of additional variables that need to be considered and factored into those decisions. So you might need to increase your savings. Um, you, might, you might be able to afford to decrease your savings. You might be able to spend more or less in retirement. Uh, you might be able to afford to send your, um, your child or your children to in-state public school, or you might be able to send them to an out-of-state private school. Um, you might be able to, um, defer Social Security to age 70 to get a larger amount, or you might decide that you want or need to start taking it as early as 62 um, or sometime in between there. Um, there are a whole host of other things that come into play. And what I haven't talked about is your portfolio risk, because as we're thinking about and making these portfolio decisions both today and in the future, and perhaps more importantly, as we're thinking about similar decision making in the context of your financial plan, the market is doing whatever the market's doing in the background. So um, we can make the best laid plans for your life and your lifestyle and your retirement and your other goals, um, but we don't know what the, what's gonna happen with the market. And so while we're making adjustments and monitoring things, the market is, um, is going to be um, behaving however it's behaving at that point in time. And that could also um, necessitate changes both within the portfolio and your financial plan. So. I've covered a lot, and I know I threw around a lot of A's and B's and X's and Y's. Um, hopefully, this was helpful, and hopefully this gives you um, maybe a different perspective with which to think about your investments and your portfolio, um, and more importantly, your financial plan. Uh, it's not about trying to make the right decision or even the best decision today. It's trying to make... Um, good decisions today and improving and making those decisions better and better over time as we give ourselves the ability to make adjustments and as we accommodate new information, as we review, monitor, and update things, both in terms of your investment portfolio and with regard to your financial plan. So again, this is Russ Thornton. This has been the latest episode of Women's Retirement Radio. I hope you found it helpful and I look forward to speaking with you again next time. 
Hey, before you go, it's Russ again with some important disclosure information for you. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this broadcast constitutes a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentioned rates of return are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. I'm a financial advisor, a certified divorce financial analyst, and an investment advisor representative of Wealthcare Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor based in Richmond, Virginia. The views discussed in this podcast are my own and may not be consistent with or represent those of Wealthcare Capital Management.